Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one froggy-filled <laughs> minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hey, everyone. I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we've got guests today, Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez from The Cornetto Minute. Welcome, guys. Hey. <laughs> I, I, the juxtaposition between Froggy Minute and, and the whole intro is uh, <laughs> quite startling. <laughs> also, also, I hate that guy, but I, I feel like I, I need to point out that the frog is not in this minute. No, it's not. Okay. But I'm, I'm right. getting us hyped up. I'm like pre. I'm previewing, <laughs> previewing the frog. So yeah, we're we're really happy to have you you fellas on to talk about some pretty interesting minutes. And uh, Molly, I think, is going to kick us off with what's happening in this frog frogless frogless <laughs> minute. <laughs> So yeah, in today's episode, we're covering minute 55 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, the Scooby gang escaped to the Rambler and Kyoto fails. So this is one of those fun minutes where we have some dialogue cut off. So last minute, uh, we ended with Hadley saying, oh, these fucking zombies, remember when you could just dot, dot, dot. And in this minute, it starts out with the continuation of that line, throw a girl in a volcano. And that's where we start out. Uh. <laughs> The good old days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that kind of harkens back to this idea that the rituals, these rituals have been around for a long time and have kind of been happening all over the world. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ritual talk in these in these upcoming minutes. But what did you guys think about plopping down uh, right here in the action? I mean, Japan done fucked up. <laughs> 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 uh i yeah i don't know I, I i do i really do love that volcano joke though the how old do you think i am <laughs> it just i don't know it just goes into you know what my favorite part of this movie which is the the sort of like nine to five of being evil you know which which you know it's just, it's just, that's the kind of joke that you would make at work to a coworker and and they're talking about like murdering people. I don't know. I just I really love that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of nice to just casually talk about violence of your while wearing like a white button up, short sleeve button up mm -hmm. and a tie and just be casual about it, eat your sun chips and yeah, that's one of the really just spot on things about this movie is just making these guys like regular schlubs just trying to get through their day or or they're working a weekend, so, you know, hopefully they're not salary, but yeah, just trying to yeah. get up and get well, yeah. on. Okay, so then that's that's a question I've always had. So, do is this there? Is this just the event that they're working toward all year? But they work for this organization all year, and they they have a salary, or is this volunteer work? What is the situation here? I always assumed yeah. it was a Santa's workshop situation where you know they're they're preparing. <laughs> you, know, they, you you. When you watch a Santa Claus movie like Elf or indeed the Santa Claus, you assume the elves are are just preparing for next Christmas. Right. And so I always saw it as like, you know, there's like busy season and then there's like slower season and then there's the big night. Mm hmm. 
Right. So like this is their fourth quarter, you know, where it all really comes down. What are all that they've been working towards all year? Yeah, it's their Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I exactly. I, I would, I would <laughs> exactly. venture to guess, too, that to to spoil uh, her appearance later, but I would imagine that it's Sigourney Weaver who's like going out and like recruiting people. I can just see her like showing up at job fairs and colleges. <laughs> and, and there just seems to be logistic. I, I would buy that it takes a year to pull all this stuff oh, off, yeah. like to plan for it and, and, you know, cultivate and grow and. Yeah, and it it seems like um, it's implied that there's a rotation of the creatures, the monsters. So mm-hmm. maybe they're trying out new ones, or maybe if some of them get injured, they need to to convalesce for some time. And of course, sure. cl- cleanup is a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's resetting everything and sometimes stuff is damaged. So, yeah, I do think it's easy to imagine this could take Mm -hmm. a a year, plus all the paperwork. Right. Yeah. No, I really like the idea that this is a Christmas of killing young people. Like we're working towards this like all year long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're both religious ceremonies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I then okay, so so all right, so to get into like the actual minute, there is one bit in here that I I was a little perplexed by, yeah. Uh, and and maybe you guys can uh, clear this up mm-hmm. for me. So, so Citizen reaches out and he pulls on a on a I don't know, a, like a joystick lever thing on his on his thing, and then when he does that, we cut to to Dana dropping the flashlight. Did he do that? How does he have control over her hand with the it, it it emits a little stun, like a little shock, and like subconsciously Kristen Connolly like drops it without really oh, is that what, okay. thinking about like ah, you know, just like a little shock. Yeah, because oh. there's like a little blue light streak on her oh, hand. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was their it. flashlight. Okay, I see. I think it's a knife. Yeah, there's oh, it was a, a knife. It's actually oh, oh. it's a knife too. It's it's what she just she just stabbed the hell out of Matthew oh. Buckner with it. And then I think what what it's supposed to imply is when the trope of these type of films where you go, dude, why did they just yeah. drop the gun or why did they just drop the, you know, this? Mm-hmm. Why is that it's supposed to explain why when we're all yelling at the the movie screen and wondering Mm -hmm. why the characters are doing stupid shit that in this case it's because they're being manipulated and yeah there's a little some sort of little shock now how how there's a shock in that i don't know i don't know the how how you do that but it looks realistic ish to me I mean, I was just curious, like, why she doesn't really acknowledge it, because mm-hmm. we can obviously see the spark and she drops it. Right. But she doesn't feel the need to like she doesn't connect the fact that, wow, I just got zapped by a knife for no good fucking reason. Aren't there senses being dulled? Isn't it implied that, mm. like, that like that's why, you know, so and so is acting dumber than you. They remark upon how she's like acting kind of like basic, I guess, and <laughs> in, 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 you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything too derogatory, but like, which to me was the creepy. To me, the secret creepiest part of this movie is that they are, and it's actually pretty. It's a pretty sharp satire on on like what we do to actor, actors, where we take mm-hmm. these young people that are actually very unique and singular and intelligent and strange, 
and we dumb them down and make them more mm. more so that we hate them more and we get and we're happy when they're killed by Chucky right, and Jason. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was like right. that that mm-hmm. what you're talking about, Nick, is like the that was like the basis of my uh, the the paper that I wrote about this movie. And just yeah, yeah, oh, and just like the whole the whole metaphor of of you know the old ones being horror film fans and Citizen and Hadley being the writer and director and you've got a you've got a studio head in the form of Sigourney Weaver and it's it's all just making horror movies like that's what this is and mm-hmm. and how like I think um, Goddard and and Whedon were just like I you know we're really we really are sick of these tropes and it would be nice if uh, if we didn't have to deal with them like the same way anymore if we could do other things but you have to appease the old ones you have to appease the horror fans because those are the people that are going to go see your movie mm. and ironically I remember when this movie came out there was a ton of horror movies fans that hated this and thought it was the stupidest movie they'd ever seen. And it's because, like, it's just so funny because at the end, like, that's how the old ones feel. Like, <laughs> it's Last Jedi syndrome. Yeah. This this movie hits it so exactly right on the nail, like the head of the nail, that it like self sabotaged. Yeah, it, it it could kind of come off as uh, as insulting or critical, mm-hmm. which, as we know, nerds don't like to be insulted or criticized, <laughs> <laughs> especially by their by their god, right. by the thing they're worshiping. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I I definitely I I do have this blind spot where I kind of think like, oh, everybody kind of thinks the way I think, right? Like people <laughs> love this movie the way I did. And and it was kind of surprised me delving into, you know, researching and stuff is I, I don't really get too caught up into reviews, but I'd notice like a bunch of people saying, oh, that, that movie was dumb. You know, it was so predictable or so this or th- they thought they were so clever you know like they seem the to get audacity of someone calling this movie predictable <laughs> is just amazing to me but i remember i saw this i was in chicago for a comic convention and i i literally just stopped everything and went and saw this at like 11 o'clock at night like the first showing i could possibly see it yeah you have to understand where 2012 Scott 2011 was, right 2011 12 okay 12 oh, yeah 12. but like you know that was i yeah like just that that was such a cocktail of things that you loved at that minute and i hadn't watched a single trailer because i knew that i wanted to see it so i didn't even know what the movie was about I just knew yeah. that it was called The Cabin in the Woods. That's it. That's all I knew. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember that m- the movie ending and just being like, holy shit, that was one of the greatest cinematic experiences of my life. And then someone behind me just going, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was like instantly aware that there were people who didn't like this movie. <laughs> Almost to the point where it seems like a metaphor. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Totally. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I, I saw this movie um, back, I, back when I lived in Austin. Me and my roommate used to walk from our apartment to the Alamo Draft House. And then on the walk. Nice. And then we would walk back. And we had the most interesting walk back because he viscerally disagreed with the choices that the characters make at the end. Mm. Oh. Really? Like, 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 empirically, he was like, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. Like the machine has to keep going. 
And I'm like, that's fascinating. Can we talk about why you think that? And, and, yeah. And it became this like long discussion about like, well, what is well, what is the what is the single person's responsibility to society? And blah blah blah. Well, if, if the machine is broken, is it not our responsibility? And I'm like, this is this is what's supposed to happen, you know, mm, right. when you see mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, getting back to the minute though, uh, I'm looking at this uh I'm looking at this sad dead Buckner and yeah, um, and and I'm wondering, one is is he really dead, and and two, what do they do if their monsters die? Like, do do they get new monsters, or do they just retire that monster, or do none of the monsters die and they have a way of like you know resetting their toys? Right. I mean, he's a zombie, so do zombies ever really right. die? I mean, that's definitely a question. But I always figured he. Yeah, that he's just in a resting zombie face right now. <laughs> <laughs> that he's <laughs> he's um, just resting till later, and then that he'll he will come back is what I I thought. But that is a good question. I think that's what they. I do feel like there's got to be ones that get killed, but yeah, is there magic involved right. where you can just magically? I think that's a good question. I'm not sure. I've always assumed that there was like a division of this company that was in charge of R&D. Yes, there is. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. or or maybe like field operatives that like, hey, we have we have like a we have info on a an old the ghost of an old witch one like witch doctor in in New Orleans. Go and capture it. Mm hmm. Totally. Yeah. Like like going on. It's almost like it's almost like being a baseball scout. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because they have to they have to catch them, and then they have to put them in the cube. So there's got to be somebody who has to go locate them. So I don't know how you track these guys exactly. Just, oh my god, there's just like there has to be like an IT room of guys just on Reddit. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, the craziest thing happened. Look, I filmed this. Like, that's then they have to they have to tie them to some sort of artifact so that the people can choose the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they yeah. have to make it in canon. They have to, like it's right. like, like a writer's room. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then they have yeah. to build a ritual around them that will get right. it, you know, get and make something yeah. the artifact something enticing. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of details that go into this. There's got to be some level of there's got to be idea. some level yeah. of reuse, right? Because they they seem to if I remember correctly, they made it seem like this wasn't even the first time in their their careers that they've used the 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 buckners well i i I always kind of like you know keeping the it this being a metaphor for the horror industry you know you could argue that freddy krueger is just a really successful Mm -hmm. model Mm -hmm. and like in the same way that you use chucky and leatherface again and again Well, and the the buckners are basically like a family of jason Voorhees. i mean that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So someone someone could come in and be like, "I got an idea for the Buckners." Like we haven't used the Buckners in right. years. Like no, but I got an angle. So we haven't right. used to reboot the Buckners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are definitely. They say they have a what one hundred percent success rate. So they are a popular and well liked, you know, uh, ritual that comes well, out. Well, definitely. and then and then my other my other question with the Buckners then is that this is the old Buckner place as as uh, as as our friend uh, tried to warn them, um, right? Uh, yes. So Mordecai. Right. So so if this is the old Buckner place, 
then was would that have been it's it's one of the only things that stick in my craw sticks in my craw about this movie is that of all mm-hmm. the things that they pick they pick the thing that is like the home base creature you know right like like it it, it just right. feels a little yeah. it's almost a little too clean for what the movie is trying to say um is that like they could have chosen anything mm-hmm. and and they chose the thing that belongs to the house you know, and that's actually one of the few criticisms that I remember reading back in the day that held some water, which is like, well, like I thought the Buckners were yeah, boring. They are a little boring. Mm-hmm. You know, like like, well, well, like like why did they pick the most boring one? And and you know, I I can't argue with 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 like, oh yeah, I guess in retrospect they had the potential to choose some really crazy stuff. But that almost kind of is like inception when you realize that those dreams were actually kind of boring <laughs> <Right>. and sterile. <laughs> True. Not how anyone right. Christopher Nolan dreams. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, in my in my world, people are less polite than normal. <laughs> That's how you know it's a dream. Uh, yeah, I guess it could also just be another one of those things that's being self-reflective mm-hmm. on. Well, we know we know zombies work. Right. 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 Yeah. Especially that era, zombies were really extra super popular. Yeah, that kind of like pla- the kind of yeah. platinum dunes kind of saying like not, you know not like yeah. zombies. They're they're like I mean you can you can call Jason mm-hmm. Voorhees a zombie, but he's not like a zombie. I mean, we know a little thing about zombies. It's like a Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the Buckners, uh, I don't know. It's it's just they're like a different. They're a different flavor. They're more of I. I really I really think they're more in line with like a Jason Voorhees kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I was just thinking that. But you could yeah. But you could imagine like a February movie. Oh, about like a the February coming out. movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we definitely we talked about that a little bit with harper of uh the thing minute about sort of why that everything seems to sort of lean towards them choosing the buckners and that the whole thing is kind of laid out to be a buckner centric choice yeah, almost as if, almost as if uh, someone in the betting pool uh, was cheating a little, maybe cheating a little. Yeah, <laughs> rigged it. Mm. Uh, that would be a fun little retcon someday. Right, be like someone right. rigged it to be the Buckners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think of some of the other monsters that we've seen. I mean, I think Fornicus obviously could mm-hmm. do something with the Black Room because that's kind of his jam. But when you think of the Sugar Plum mm-hmm. Fairy, the Dentata. Plum fairy, like what? The, what is she gonna do with the black room? You know, is she gonna like hiss at the the tools in there? Like, what? How is that right, right. really gonna exactly. be useful? You know, I, you know, and I so like ultimately there there's so there's a little bit of 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 world building uh, that that breaks a little. It's got a crack in it, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. ultimately, I also understand the instinct that they have which is let's do something boring and generic so we get when we get to the third act everyone's like holy shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> right yeah. right yeah yes. right yeah right. lulling them like ah you know this mm-hmm. you recognize this <laughs> but a unicorn's coming <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to be prepared for that <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Yeah, it really makes for an explosive 
end uh, to this film with so many bells and whistles and everything's just flying. All I just remember just laughing so hard as as all of those yeah. purged and came <laughs> flying out in that that white room. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Um, so. Yeah, getting back to this minute, one thing I noticed that I really liked was the sound in this, like Matthew Buckner sounding really goopy and gloppy as we're <laughs> staring at him. He's got some good, um, really, uh, the kind of sounds you don't like to hear on a podcast, those goopy uh -huh. sounds. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any of them. <laughs> <laughs> that happen a lot to the podcasts you listen to that those noises come up <laughs> <laughs> not ones i listen to very much <laughs> and then so yeah the the knife has been dropped out of dana's hand and then we get kurt coming through all of a sudden a nice little jump scare where he grabs them and pulls them through and this what we were wondering like they said kurt you know told him they told him to get to the basement and it does look like he got down probably in the kitchen because this looks like, didn't you think, Molly, that this looked like they were running through the same room with all the stuff in it from before? So I had a question for you guys about that because I looked at this several times. And I'm like, oh, is this just the room they were down in when they were picking the items that correspond to the monster? But I couldn't identify any of those items as they were running through. It looked right. super shop-like to me. So I was a little confused about where exactly this is supposed to be located because the cabin's not that big, but this basement is like cavernous. Yeah, it looks like almost like a teapot is in here or something. That's the only thing I can see. Like it looks like stuff on a stove maybe. Yeah, it's just too know. dark. I can't really tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it possible that um, – because how did they get into the part of the basement where they were fighting uh, the Buckner dude? How did they get down there? What was the process? Uh, Ma Buckner was breaking through the window, and they were trying to use the bed to block her coming through. And when they lifted up the bed, there was a trap door in the floor. And so they lifted it up, went down <laughs> into the Heidi hole. Sorry, Heidi. Okay. The thing that we we have to take into consideration is that this cabin doesn't need to make any practical sense because it's a set. I mean, you know, both within the world of the movie and, and also it, this is a movie, mm. but <laughs> but but within the world right. of the movie, this is a set. So it's entirely possible that the basement and the cellar are separated like there's. There's a hard wall between those things. So if you go into the basement mm. from inside the cabin, that takes you to the room with the artifacts. And if you go through that secret door under the bed, you're in their their kill shed that comes out the, through the cellar door on the outside of the house. So they could just be completely right. separate rooms, which doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense if this is a real cabin, but it's mm -hmm. not. So they can do what they want, I guess. That's how I would explain it anyway. No, that's I mean... Yeah, that's that's a fair thing. I think the other thing, and I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I, I know that they're amped up and they're trying to get the fuck out, but <laughs> Kurt kind of grunts mm -hmm. and pulls like a wood panel off the wall, like on his oh. way out. And I'm like, you just left like a whole room full of knives and tools and shit. Why didn't you just stop and like... Uh, but he's just... He's just basically a dumb Labrador at this point. I mean, he can't, he can't help what he does. <laughs> 
just like, bro, you're hulking out on the wall. Like, what's happening? You don't need to do this. I mean, it's cool, but you don't need to. And, then he, and he kind of turns to them and, and has this expression on his face like, look, wood. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> wood, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and then they run out. And to me, this... I was kind of fascinated by the lighting that they that's going on here. Like when he's gripping the the wood wood good, <laughs> it almost <laughs> makes me feel like it's um a a location where you'd see a werewolf. Like the way the lightings come through, it kind of reminds me of like moonlight. Mm. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. know where the lights exactly coming from, but it gave me that feeling of like moonlight, and then as they're running away from the cabin, the cabin seemed a bit more lit up than before. And I just thought it was interesting the way they show all that light coming through those slats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I almost, I, I almost wonder if, <laughs> if, you know, the thought process is like, you know, cause they're wanting them, they're, they're, they're sort of moving them to the, uh, to the, to the cave in. So that right. they can feel, so they have that all hope is lost moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I almost wonder if part of them doing that is they're lighting the cabin in a way to look even more ominous so they don't go back. Yeah, I could totally see mm. that. It definitely looks ominous. And I also mm -hmm. was wondering too, this has to do with our previous minute, but Mo and we don't have to have a long conversation about it, but Molly, you know how we were talking about how we thought it was Ma Buckner in one window and then maybe she shimmied over to the other window. <laughs> yeah. But I was wondering <laughs> if maybe it was Ma Buckner at one window and then it was Matthew at the other window. Mm. And then that's how he got in oh, there. Yeah, totally. We, we kind of were trying to figure that out last minute we were a bit mm -hmm. confused but because then now then it seems like it could be potentially we've got at least two buckners in the house so yeah i definitely wouldn't want to be going back into that cabin with at least two buckners in there yeah yeah so yeah and then we then now dana finds out that marty that they got him yeah he got got he he done got got. <laughs> she has a little a little moment again, looking like a looking very much like a girl, a a, a final girl here with her the way that her shirts a little shirts a little open, mm. her eyes have her that eyes. sorrowful, all is lost, like you said, but a little a little mini all is lost. <laughs> if she thinks our our now we've lost two of our Scooby gang. Yeah, she's got the perfect amount of like mud and dirt and, you know, glisten on her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we get that little detail that I, I probably didn't notice the first time I watched this, which is they're all running to the Rambler. The door shuts. I, I like how Holden gives that little look around. <laughs> 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 and then... Mm -hmm. uh, and we see that there's blood on his back, which, you know, makes sense because he got bear trapped not just a minute ago. But, yeah, the, ca the camera zeroes in on a bloody handprint on the mm -hmm. pretty nasty. Cut to Serena from the ring. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Samara. Samara. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> Samara. If you want, if you want to get that control. Uh, yeah, that's a big cut. That's a that's the first time I think we really get a cut that's this dramatic of a change of scenery. Yeah, halfway across the world. Yeah. I feel like Molly, did you mm-hmm. say you had a little yeah. bit of uh info on this this scene we're talking about in the now we're in uh, the the class looks like a classroom in Japan. Well, I was looking up the ghosts specifically here and um in my travels I got to and and I took Japanese 101, but I am hella rusty, so if I mispronounce this, forgive me, but what I found was that this particular entity is called a yure and Japanese culture has all of these different types of kind of like fairy monsters and different classifications of demons, oni, and and ghosts. And so this particular ghost is known as a as a yurei and or yurei, and they are earthbound spirits. And these spirits do not seek to fulfill an exact purpose, but instead are bound to a specific location or situation. And Juan, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a pretty direct reference to this, or as you mentioned, the ring. And and one of the things about what I, I think is pretty cool about this movie is talking about all the different nightmares from different cultures. And so this is something that's kind of cool. And I've mentioned this before that as Americans, that because we've had enough Japanese horror influences that we also understand what the references and that these particular yure look a certain way and they have really long, dark hair. And some of that is from one person thought maybe that was from Kabuki, but that's not actually from Kabuki. It's just from back in the day during funerals, um, the women would let their hair down. They had long hair. And so that's part of what that was. And um, they wore white clothing and they typically float and their hands dangle lifelessly from the wrists and are held outstretched with the elbows near the body. And they also are depicted with a pair of floating flames, but she's not. And then one of the things to exercise the ure is to help to fulfill its purpose. And uh, when the reason for the strong emotion binding the spirit to the earth is gone, the ure is satisfied and can move on. And so traditionally, it is accompanied by family members enacting revenge upon the ure slayer, or when the ghost consummates its passion love with its intended lover, mm. or when the remains are discovered and then given a proper burial with all rites performed. Interesting. This one looks like it's got like light. They're all singing and they're in a circle and it seems like they're sort of bolstering their whatever ritual they're going through here with the bowl and the flowers to do whatever it is they need to do. And they seem so calm, Mm. but there's all this sound going on, like besides them singing, it's I closed my eyes during this and just heard like it sounds like men's voices. And there's, of course, the screaming and all sorts of layers of, of sound in this that were kind of different than like right now as I'm looking at it with the sound off. They just look all cute and cute and calm. I'm I'm honestly just incredibly impressed that uh, all these like nine-year-old girls did this, like knew how to do this and pulled it off. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, really did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they had a common enemy. <laughs> Lord, Lord knows they're disciplined, and they just they, they, they handled yeah. the situation. 
They probably didn't even take them that long. Yeah, well, they're efficient. They probably they probably had this shit wrapped up by lunch for yeah. sure. And then you've got and then not only do you have the girls who are like singing the song, which did they know this song? Did one of the girls teach them how to sing this song and sing the words? Like, but you've got all of them, and then you've got the three little girls on the bottom who are all kneeling down and like putting stuff into the bowl while like. The, well, yeah, the scary the, yeah, ring I mean, girl is just screaming like just above them. Well, yeah, they needed they only needed like three girls <laughs> to perform the ritual, but without everyone else singing, it w- it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, man, it was like a there's a Tinkerbell situation. <laughs> yeah. But how lazy would that have been if there's only like three people? You're like locked in a classroom, and only three people are doing something about the one ghost. <laughs> The song is probably containing the spirit while the ritual are, is I mean, performed. this is they're all future Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's what I think. In fact, in fact, I I would venture a guess that if this movie didn't end the way that it ends, I would guess that Japan, whoever Japan's Sigourney Weaver is, uh, would probably be reaching out to these girls and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, I've got a job for you. This thing. <laughs> yeah. Recruit yeah. them. It's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, this is impressive, you know? Definitely. But they'll Mm -hmm. all be dead because they're part of a corrupt system that needs to be erased. Right. Well, speaking of a corrupt... No, I have no no way to follow through on this. (laughs) Just reminding everybody what happens at the end. The full magnet. So... They murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there anything else anybody wants to talk about regarding this minute? Because right now we're just sort of, you know, we're, we're still here in Japan, but the minute itself right. has wrapped up. Anything else? I have, I have one yes. question about, about the Japanese class. Well, you know what? I think I can make it work for tomorrow. Sweet, so I'll hold sweet. off. I'll wait. <laughs> And by tomorrow, of course, he means Wednesday or no, Friday. Yes, Wednesday, right, because we do things Monday, <laughs> Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant, everyone. We're not we're not insane and do a five day a week podcast. That would be crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so speaking of which, before we uh, sign off for today, if you would like to let people know where they can find you guys and uh, where you're at, because you've actually pretty close to the end of the your first will, will round we, of this yeah right? we actually um we actually finished uh recording today as of this recording oh. yeah we we finished uh our last episode of Shaun of the dead but uh there's still like um you know it's still coming out i think it wraps up the third week of february our first season cool. so that's uh cornetto minute uh we're talking about Shaun of the dead that was my zombie comment earlier. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, we talked about uh, every minute of of Shaun of the Dead, all ninety five minutes of it, and uh, <laughs> that was uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. You should check that out. And we're going to be on hiatus now, uh, and then we're going to be back later this year to talk about Hot Fuzz, the next uh, the next Sweet. movie in the Cornetto trilogy. But meanwhile, because I'm a crazy, insane person, uh, I'm going <laughs> to start working on the second season of Spider Man Minute. Uh, which is my other minute podcast, uh, which is uh, talking about the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time with my co-host, uh, Zach Luna. So there we go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's what we got going on. Cool. <laughs> any other or any other plugs or anything before we wrap up today? Just uh, DuelingGenre.com. Yeah. 
Sweet. Yeah, we got we got two whole more days to do all the plugs. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll let her we'll let you rip on Wednesday and on Friday. So <laughs> we've all got that to look forward to. <laughs> and as usual, you can find us at cabinminutecast.com. And uh, let's see, we'll just invite y'all to come back on Wednesday and we'll see you back at the cabin. 